0: Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Big Footy Draftcast. Coming up tonight, Bigfooty's own panel of draft experts run the rule over the Giants and the Lions and we have more for the keen people at Erasmus Watch. All that and more, coming right up. Good evening, good evening, and good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Bigfooty Draftcast, and joining me tonight, I have some of the more knowledgeable types on the Bigfooty Draft and Trading Board, including a brave, and some would say disturbingly handsome man, a great humanitarian and friend of the working class man, pie for life, and uh, also PM bangers. So, good evening guys, how are you? Yeah, very, very happy with that
1: uh, introduction. Like yeah. it came for my own stuff, but it actually it's didn't. So it's I'm
0: impressed with that. It's, it's yeah. almost like you wrote your own intro, really. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling really hard done by after my life, Actually. <laughs> yeah. now, it's, it's, now it's been a couple of days since uh, we had a chat, guys. Has anything caught your eye in particular over the last uh, couple of days?
1: Oh, well, it's only the trade period, really, that's getting underway from a, you know, not trade period getting underway, but trade rumours getting underway from an AFL perspective. So where that uh, place's draft picks is yet to be seen. Um, Obviously, the finals are underway as well in in the Sample Waffle and um, TSL had their grand final um, and the Quaffle as well. So they're sort of uh, all coming to an end. There's only really a a couple of weeks left and, and then we're done and dusted. Um, and then, yeah, AFL Grand Final, and we're on to the fun part of the year, the draft period, which will be fantastic.
0: And uh, P- PM Bangers, you've got to be pretty happy at the moment. Uh, I think you're the only one of us with any skin left in the game this year. Uh, no, we
2: got knocked out. So that's, that's the unfortunate part of things. I, I haven't watched finals ever <laughs> since GWS were, I'm going to say, robbed. Um, you know, I just, I just think that there was something about Geelong and. I, I actually heard that a lot of our players had a virus leading into the game.
0: <laughs> it's not really the kind of thing you want to tell anyone after you've flown to Perth or Adelaide to play <laughs> your game, is it? Like, oh yeah, by the way, we came over and infected half your city. I uh, was
2: wondering if um, it was the famous Tottenham lasagna
0: debacle, something <laughs> along those lines. So Melbourne and uh, the Bulldogs next week um, playing Grand Final. Who are you, who you going for?
1: Uh, Well, I really don't care Um, but i have like probably Melbourne Um, they've had the longer the break Um, I've been a terrible jinx this final series barely tipped any of them so I'm doing them a favour and tipping the Bulldogs because yeah I've been absolutely shocking Um, I thought Geelong were going to roll Melbourne and I thought Port were going to belt whoever the fuck just uh, the Bulldogs that's right (laughs) Um, thought they were going to beat the Bulldogs but then they didn't so yeah I've been real bad
0: I think I'm going for uh, I think I'm going for Melbourne this time. I'm going to change my avatar on Big Footy, which, is, as everyone knows, is the kiss of death for whatever team I'm supporting. So, um, Mike will be praying I don't support. Should
1: be a good game anyway.
0: Yeah. So how about we get stuck into stuff we actually do care about this week? And uh, the teams that have been eliminated uh, continue. Uh, GWS, we're going to start with. Now. Uh, they finished six after the finals no list changes that we know of yet although we think mumford might be uh probably going to retire so what do they need and uh who might fit the bill oh well <laughs> say, just I any you're gonna lead
2: sorry just... <laughs> I, I thought
1: the GWS supporter was more appropriate to answer <laughs> this question.
2: Well, you were just telling me before we started you how excited you were to talk about GWS, so I didn't yeah. get in your way. Um, I'm just
1: in awe of you being here, so, you know.
2: Yeah, well, one of the only two GWS supporters going around, apparently. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we, we've got a pretty good list, um, especially when you look at our young talent. So, um, for inside midfielders, we're definitely set. Uh, you know, what we should be looking at is probably uh, a key defender and maybe some more midfield class and depending on what happens with our trade period we might be looking to bring in another key forward option so we've got a couple of uh options around the top end so having picked two uh courtesy of pie for life's afl team thank you for that gives us plenty of options we've got access to arguably um the classiest player in the draft in Finn Callaghan, dependent on what North Melbourne do with pick one. So that would uh, fill our midfield need pretty well. But, you know, Josh Gibkus is probably the best rated KPD uh, on a consensus basis. And he'd probably be fitting for that. He won't last until our second first rounder. So that might be what we look at. And then with that second first rounder, you know, guys like Tyler Sonzi could be available. Josh Sin, uh, Campbell Chesser, we've spoken... Plenty about them. One that, that I like um, that, you know, on, on re watching some of his footage, I'm liking as a first round option. Sam Butler, uh, the brother of Dan, could be an option there and, and could pair well with Josh Gibkiss's two Rebels boys if we wanted. Um, and then, you know, later on in the draft for a possible key forward option, I like Anthony Camaniti, even from the Northern Knights. And yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you think we need, pie.
1: Um, well, I heard uh, through a, a source, uh, Mr. D. King, that uh, you were giving up pick two and Caniglio for Degoe, So you won't have pick two. Um, unfortunately, we'll be getting that back apparently and then somehow <laughs> matching Gacos with the pick, making it completely irrelevant. But hey, you know, that's what we love about this, uh, this period. Um, I, I personally hope Kieran Briggs get a, gets a gig, uh, more permanent gig in the ruck, obviously. Um, quite like him since Junior so hopefully he gets a gig but Mumford just keeps coming back like he's John Farnham basically a footy he just never bloody retired. Um, so uh, you know I, I think that they've got that it's, it's I don't think you really need that much to be honest um, you probably need Toby Green to stop getting suspended um, you probably need Coniglio to find his form a bit more but other than that you're probably well stocked across the board so I don't think you really need a great deal um just, yeah, a few little pieces here and there. Pretty well placed, I would have thought.
2: Maybe we can pick a player uh, to donate their soft tissue to some of our more injury-prone <laughs> players.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we can, uh, you know, uh, fi- find some kind of deal with that, maybe for future first-rounders, and we'll give you some uh, tissue. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: we'll work it out. Um, you know. You can always draft Levi Casbolt. <laughs> um, anyway oh he's free these days um, <laughs> so questions from the board and Giant Strides has a few questions for us uh, should GWS go with the best available or uh, needs or pick two given they have first, uh, two first rounders that was a really dumb way of asking that question it's like, like uh, could...
1: I think yeah PM Bang has pretty much answered that um, so basically obviously they've got two first rounders their own and as yeah, PM Bang has alluded to Collingwood so um, they've got pick two, which, as you sort of mentioned, you could probably go for a Callahan. It's probably where they're likely to go, or, or Horn Francis, if he if North go for Callahan. So they'll probably have that um, best available at pick two, and then um, whether they do something to try and maybe grab a tall with that second option, maybe they have to trade up if they want give kiss, um, or potentially they split it or trade for an experienced player. There's always that as well. But um, yeah, I reckon when you got pick two, um, I think you're probably going for the um, best available, especially when you've got that top end in this draft like we do, um, that'd be my thoughts anyway
0: Yep, now Giant Shrides would also like to know that uh, with uh, the likelihood of Mumford retiring, do GWS need to look at ruck options?
1: Uh, I, I, I wouldn't, like you've pretty much got Toby Conway Um, and yeah so there's other options obviously Mac Andrew um, but he's that athletic ruck forward long term um, I personally don't think they do I think if you're GWS you probably get some insurance um, obviously PM bangers will know this uh, more than me but yeah you would think that um, you know with Toby Conway being that sort of main one the the clear standout probably the only real top 30 pure ruck um, if we're counting Mac Andrew as sort of that athletic type but um, yeah, it comes down to whether they're going to try and reach for him with that second pick. Maybe they split it. Um, otherwise, I'd personally just be trying to look around the league and maybe find a ruck that can be um, can slot in kind of thing. Um, obviously, like, you know, with Proust how they got him, um, that is basically that role to come in and, and ruck, and they still have Mumford and Flynn. So I think they're going all right for rucks. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, PM Bangers?
2: Um, yeah, no, I, I largely agree. I think, um, you know, there's probably better options like there is every year with experienced rucks looking for opportunity from other clubs. My only concern would be that, that Matt Flynn's done a couple of serious injuries and so has Braden Pruce. He had, I think he had two pec injuries and a dislocated shoulder this year alone. So you wouldn't want to go into a year with just Kieran Briggs healthy. Not that he's a bad ruck, but you probably want a little bit of health depth there, and yeah, there's going to be options around the league to trade in for cheap if, if we have to do that. You,
0: you know who you know who fits that bill? Levi Casbolt. say no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Giant strides would also like to uh, ask: uh, Assuming Ricardi leaves, should GWS look at key position forwards who might be available? Well, I, I'll, I can answer that for you. Um, they should, and they should get Levi Casbolt. Um, but PM bangers might think differently.
2: You're heading the right way to getting kicked off the show <laughs> if you're not careful. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Geez, we, when,
0: you, when you don't know anything and you're the host of the show, it's uh, yeah, I've got to make my jokes where I can. Anyway.
2: No, it's good. That, that, that one's landed particularly well. Um, yeah, as I mentioned off the top, I think Anthony Caminiti from the Northern Knights is one that's worth looking at. And then, you know, really with the picks that we get, I don't think... Jai Amis is going to be the best key forward from the draft uh, with the exception of Darcy, but I don't think that Amos is going to last until our second rounder, and I don't think it's worth reaching with our... Or well, our second first rounder, I don't think it's worth reaching with our first first rounder. So unless we trade up to get him, I think uh, anyone we get is going to be a speculative pick and at the back end, then, you know, of as I've said, there's Jordan Lukak from south australia lucas cook could also probably fill that from south australia as well um yeah freeman will have eric benning in their nga that we might be able to bid too high for them to uh match like in the 30s but yeah i don't know there's not really many options i think next year is uh far better for key forwards
0: Mm. now Brisbane would like to uh, ask, uh, would GWS consider trading pick 13 for Brisbane's 2022 first rounder?
2: Yeah, I I think we would. um, Especially like pick 13 this year is going to turn into pick 15. So Brisbane probably finish around that range in 2022 anyway. And I've been pretty vocal around the board that I think next year's draft is going to be really good and I reckon the player that we get at, say, sort of Thirteen to sixteen next year is probably going to be better than the one that we get at fifteen this year.
0: And uh, la- last question, this guy—I think his name is Wookie. He 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 would like to know if they would give up like pick sixty-five for Levi Casbolt.
2: <laughs> That'd be an absolute bargain. I reckon you should be asking for pick two if you want to get rid of him. <laughs> anyway,
1: well, we were already going to weren't we going to tack on pick thirteen? We'll give you Cox for pick 13 and maybe Josh
0: Kelly or something just to go with the Caniglio and two for Dugowie. That
2: does seem fair.
0: That does seem very fair. Uh, Moving on to the Academy, Josh Fahey, Patrick Voss and Harrison Grintel. Guys, what are they like and where do they fit into the picture?
1: Well, obviously um, Fahey's someone who's been really impressive, uh, won the best on-ground medal for Australia. Um, You know, when when he was running around with Dacos and Horn against Geelong VFL the day they got, you know, smacked. But, um, you know, he's quite impressive there. He's one that, you know, hasn't had necessarily a heap of footy and obviously uh, a lot of these kids now, or the ones certainly based in New South Wales ACT, haven't had a lot of chances uh, of late. But he's certainly a top-end prospect. Um, Probably more of that half-back, moving up the ground and things like that, where Patrick Voss is another one, not related to any... Uh, like the other boss, not a father-son boss. Um, So that's worth noting because there's some people that have, uh, you know, commented before thinking that uh, he was, but he's not. Um, And he's quite impressive. Um, He's shown some good signs, like when he was with Oakley earlier in the year, sitting in that forward half and whatnot. um, Looked like he'd sort of developed a fair bit. and um, Look, he's obviously causing some interest, and he'd be one that they might take late, um, see how it goes. But he's obviously not going to cost them much. and yeah, so I think both of those guys that certainly catch the eye. I'll um throw over to PM Bangers, who I know um, probably has something something to say about Grintel.
2: Um, oh jeez, you throw me under the bus here. Yeah, he he got um a national combine invite, which I think is fair to say was was a bit surprising to a lot of watchers. He's um you know can run through the midfield, but does his best work in the forward line. And, you know has a little bit of pace, as most small forwards do, and he's yeah, he can really turn it on and, and sort of kick three in a quarter sort of thing, but struggles for consistency. You know, I, I think um, we probably do have a little bit of a need for a small forward that we can pick up in the rookie draft. So if he's there, I reckon we should we should probably take him. So you, you failed to mention that he won the game
1: for him against Geelong Falcons, but that's all right. Just, just talk down your academy prospects.
2: I just don't want people bidding on them, you know. If recruiters are listening, don't you know? Favos and uh, Grintel, not worth it in the national draft.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on to Brisbane, who finished fifth after the finals. Grant Birchall retiring, Archie Smith uh, looking for alternative employment. Uh, Also, Lockie Neal apparently staying after all that kerfuffle last week. So, interesting times. so what 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 do Brisbane need, and who's going to fit the bill for them?
1: Yeah, so from my perspective, I feel like they need uh, a classy midfielder who's got some you know good athletic traits uh, can fit in with what they've got. Um, there's quite a few that could fit that bill. Perhaps they use that for their first selection. Someone like a Josh goda, um Sin, uh Naziaah Wangani Malera is another one who sort of fits that bill with some great speed and skill. Campbell uh, Campbell Chesters another one. Um there's quite a few in that sort of later first round that should be around the mark that I think fits what they would be looking for, for a Lions perspective. And then also getting another key position uh, talent with the next selection, you know, like a Van Ruen or a Bazzo, um, someone over in WA that'll probably be around that mark. Jack Williams is another one who they've sort of um, potentially in that sort of group four, depending on where they all land. But certainly Van Ruen and Bazo who have both impressed in their game against SA uh, in the championships, are a couple of really good options there. So uh, I, I think they're all pretty good options but certainly getting players that can use the ball and, and move it quickly suits their style and the way they play so getting someone in for that um, I, I think is a really good move and then getting a tall as well so uh, I think they're in a good spot they're, they're every chance to be um, play, playing next week basically in the, in the grand final if things went their way and, and they happen to stand up against the Bulldogs so um, yeah they're not too far off I, I think they're just sort of topping up with some great talent and they're in a good position really
0: Yep. PM bangers your thoughts
2: I don't really have anything to add to that I think I think Pies really nailed that what I will say is that um, I know we've got a lot of passionate Brisbane fans that hang around the board and they took uh, they took note of their recruiting manager who did some best on voting for the WA vs SA game uh, noting down Matthew Johnson and um, Jacob Van Roy in, in his best on so those could be two that are uh, really looked at
0: Okay, so questions from the board. And first up, the aforementioned Briztoon would like to know, uh, well, could you describe Mitchell Nevitt as a player?
1: Yeah, um, so I did a play focus on him um, a while back. And he's someone who, uh, you know, really catches the eye. He sort of um, started the season, was building up, and then he really took off mid-season before we obviously had to close down. But he had this uh, pretty massive game, against the Pioneers where he was clearly best on ground, um, I think he had 36 touches, 10 marks 18 inside 50s um, he, he really stood out you know, around that stoppage, he's a, he's a tall kid about that sort of 193, 81 so he's still building into his size but he's that prototype midfielder good athleticism, fantastic overhead great contested mark um, yeah, he, he's got all the traits to be a really high upside player um, still got some things to work on he's still that little bit raw but He's certainly someone who projects as a top thirty player. So someone in that first two rounds, um, he might be in that awkward spot where it might be he might end up say in between the selections. But if we're talking just as him as a player, he's certainly someone who I think clubs will got will lean on the side of going higher rather than lower, um, and risk missing out just purely because of his upside. Um, he's certainly got that. Um, size that you're looking for in a midfielder and someone who is tall enough that he can go forward and take some good grabs and and convert in front of goal so um i mean in his nine games he averaged over 24 touches uh for the falcons and and still four tackles so um and almost five marks so he's been a pretty busy player uh this year and and a lot of that has been towards the last few games prior to uh the season being cancelled so he's certainly a player that i think uh is really exciting to watch
0: Okay, Johnny Bananas asks, should Brisbane look to trade their 20, uh, 2022 first rounder with Will Ashcroft looking like a high-end talent, or should they wait for next year?
1: Uh, it's, it's a potential option. I mean, it comes. To, it's basically the uh, the Dacos, uh, Will I think basically now. Um, do they trade them out and try and get um, high value uh, potentially? But then the issue is, and obviously I don't, in a million years expected to happen to Brisbane. You look what happened to Collingwood and all of a sudden you're looking and going, oh, would they be getting more for it now if pick two was on the table? Um, so it, it comes down to Brisbane right now. I think most clubs would see them as, you know, a finals-bound club. So as P and Bang has said earlier, it's probably in the mid-teens, I would suggest, um, where there isn't much leeway for that. But if they did have a down year, which, again, I don't expect them to, then obviously it's going to be more value for next year so i think you've got to really weigh up uh whether or not you think you can get high value this year or perhaps you wait. and then if say he does drop down the order for whatever reason um potentially like we've seen with some of the top five prospects at the start of this year have dropped down to say the, the teams you you thinking well maybe could he potentially you know you don't have to use that top pick or you you get another player in basically um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think it would have to be a pretty good deal for them to do it. I don't think they'll risk doing what sort of Collingwood did this year. And I don't think they'd be that stupid, if I'm honest. Um, but, yeah, uh, look, I, I think if I was them, I'd probably hold on to it unless it was a great deal. But, again, they might look at this draft and want to bring in a player particularly um, that they can get with another pick in the teams and, and then give it to a GWS like um, the touted trade from before.
0: hmm now, Johnny Bananas would also like to ask: With Joe Danaher getting older, and I should stress he's 27 years old, should Brisbane be looking to draft a key position forward or hold off for a little longer?
1: Uh, I don't think they're in a, a bad spot, to be honest. I think he's, to be honest, he seems to be in the best form of his career right now. He kicked a goal in every game, bar the, um, that sort of last round. So I think that he's in, a, you know, absolute great form. So, obviously, as his injury concerns, though, um, I, I think they can probably hold off, if I'm honest. Um, if, it, if it's there to be taken, sure. Uh, next year, they've got a bit more of a key position feel to it. Um, particularly in the top end, there's a few more options. Um, but you can always pray for a key position forward. Um and I think Wookie, you might have a player that could potentially fit into that field.
0: Well I was just saying if they want a cheap option, uh, you know, there are there are various players running around and, and you know, various versatile and gun forwards with good hands, uh, who may or may not have uh, been recently delisted by certain clubs. And I, I think Levi Casbolt might be uh might be a good fit there. But uh anyway yeah. <laughs> Bangers is gonna shoot me in a minute.
2: Uh, well, I was gonna say that they do love their forwards that can rotate
0: through the ruck, well, so that really helps with uh, Casbolt. It does, doesn't it? Uh, Johnny Bananas would also like to ask: in terms of movement out of defence, is Wilmot or Wanganeen Malira a better option?
1: Oh, Wanganeen Malira for me. I, I like Wilmot, I do, um, but Wanganeen Malira, I think, just yeah, he, he screams like with. His ability to hit targets so consistently and uh, he just uses so well. And, I mean, obviously he plays on a wing, but he can uh, play off halfback. Wilmot's more uh, played off half back from when I've watched him at the NAB League. But, yeah, Wanganeem Malira, for me, I would go that way. Um, but, I mean, both are, both are very good options. I just feel Wanganine Malira will go higher in the draft and someone who, um, yeah, I, I think will... Um, be a very good player long term. so that that's my choice anyway. Um, P.M. bangers, which way are you going?
2: Um yeah, in terms of movement out of the back line, then it, it's for sure Wang and Miller. and I think uh, when you're talking about ball movement at all in this draft, he's probably the answer to most of your questions. But um I think the advantage that Wilmot has is he's just so sound defensively. um like he's got he's got a real defensive focus to his game, which you know c- could be criticism and I think Brisbane can probably afford to go for someone more like Wanganine Miller when, you know, they've got guys like Stasovich already in their best 22 that have that defensive focus like Wilmot does.
0: Okay, and finally, do Brisbane need to draft an inside mid considering the depth of young players on their list?
1: I don't think they do, if I'm honest. Like, they've been doing that a fair bit the last few years, you know, where you've brought in, like, your, your Berry and... Um, you know Robertson and things like that, and I know I know they can play other roles as well. But you know they've come through the championships and they've played really well with that. I feel like their midfield's pretty strong, and and perhaps that's on the back of you know um, Neil potentially leading uh, you know last week. But um, for me, I feel like their midfield's pretty good um, from what I've seen, uh, and they've got a lot of young talent coming through. Like even Hugh McCluggage, who obviously isn't a, um, necessarily that elite inside. U Z he's definitely a balanced player um and got the skill but i feel like they've got a real good balance to it i mean if there's the best available and it's an inside me then for sure but i think that uh you're probably looking more at that sort of skillful quick mid um that they need more so than the inside one because i think they do pretty well um on that inside aspect so um from my perspective i think they're pretty good there
0: Okay, well, I'd love to ask you about the Lions Academy, but apparently we're not concerned about that this week. So... Um,
2: I, I, I can cut in, sorry. Um, I just I, I didn't put any down because I haven't had like any combine invites at all, so it seems almost, um, yeah, Jeez. harsh. And I know that Pipe Life has a really hilarious joke about how much Queensland football I watch that he wants to get out. But um, most of their academy like they're likely academy types this year and 19 year olds so um saxon crozier is one that they might look at who you know last year was probably in the frame for a rookie spot but his lack of inside game probably held him back and and he's really improved on that so he's one that i think could provide some value later on in the national draft or the rookie draft and then they've got um one player who uh quite honestly I, i don't think i have seen so i can't say that i know too much about him but I've seen on their board that they're really high on um an academy prospect called Toby Triffitt. Yeah, yeah, Triffitt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know? Do you want to add anything to that?
1: Um, he's also a nineteen-year-old.
2: Oh, Um, there you go. uh,
1: Yeah, no, he he played last year. He was sort of considered behind the ones that were drafted. Um, obviously, sort of in the same boat as like, Ably and that kind of thing. Look, he's um caught the eye. He's got some nice traits. He's um someone who. I think he's probably, again, that late rookie. Um, he's still developing. Um, he only really played the, the, the one game in the NAB League back in 2019, so there hasn't really been that huge exposure aspect. But he's someone who, um, you know, a lot of people talk him up because of those sort of traits. He does catch, catch the eye. Um, I know when I sort of watched him uh, back in the quaffle, um, you know, not too long ago, He sort of had that, um, sort of, he wins the contested ball he goes through, sort of like what we sort of spoke about with that inside midfielder. Um, You know, he's pretty good when he's under pressure, um, got some good um, tackling ability and and whatnot. Um, It's just a bit more composure uh, with ball in hand. But uh, in terms of his sort of inside game, it's really top. Um, It's really impressive. But, yeah, I I think he's someone who's definitely that late rookie kind of thing. I I think they'll probably get him. Rookie, if I'm honest, um, if they do choose to select him, um, but again, yeah, he's he's one of those sort of uh, 19-year-old prospects um, that yeah missed out last year was probably the next one in line. I think most people sort of saw. Um, yeah, he's a February. I'm just checking his birthday. February 02, and he's a 183 centimeter midfielder. So um, yeah, he, he's someone who's been around the traps, and I think he's one of the ones that yeah, outside of the ones that were put up with Academy, uh, with draft combine invites, he's probably the next one after them.
2: Yeah, um, and then it's probably worth mentioning as well, Jack Brisky, who's a, an athletic key defender that got to train with Collingwood over the last um, pre-season, so he might be looked at yeah. again, having already been at a, a club to some capacity.
1: Yeah, that was a weird one, because um, Collingwood basically brought him all the way to the last training date, and I think most people sort of thought he was going to get signed. It was kind of Looking pretty obvious, and then he didn't, so uh, it was a little weird. Um, particularly when you know Collingwood could always do with more key position players. They got a few forwards, I guess now, but um, yeah, obviously they were considering him, and he'd have to be amongst that group potentially. But he's obviously gone back um, and performing up in Queensland. But yeah, he's um, still that sort of, uh, I guess, uh, lighter for a key forward type. Um, but he's you know got great hair, so. Um
0: that should be good all right well, that about wraps it up i mean, I've got one more question for you pie for life um I know where this... we we are we we've we've been obviously we're we're in week four now of the erasmus watch um i i am like inches away from getting a cease and desist from his dad or his agent or something but um what are your thoughts on neil Erasmus yeah well
1: uh in the past week he uh hasn't played, so he hasn't got any worse, that's for sure. Um, but, no, he's, he's, uh, he's certainly, like, he's a good prospect. He's, yeah, I think I answered this last time we were on here, so um, I might get a see just pissed off you um, from the question. But, no, look, he's, he's a very good prospect. He'll be WA's first pick, and, yeah, he'll definitely be in that first round, probably the first half of the first round. So, um, hopefully he can get out of the park uh, when they play, um, you know, SA on grand final day now they've announced that, SAWA WA again, seeing as they're the only states that can play, um, so they're going to have another crack at it, and um, yeah missed out on the first game, so looking forward to seeing what he can produce uh, against SA, who I think will be a lot better for the run um, they're going to put out a better effort so I think it'll be a lot closer.
0: Mm, I did mean to ask you about that, Pierre Bangers, the, uh, the under-19s teams uh, have been announced for the grand final uh, well, the pre entertainment grand final match the SA Under-19s for the WA Under-19s. Um, that'll be fascinating to watch.
2: Yeah, it will. Uh, I actually thought that it would have made good halftime entertainment like Ozkick, uh pre-COVID. But, you know, my wishes aren't respected, obviously. Um, it'll be interesting to see... I'm really proud of that one. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in terms of team selection, because that's going to be a preliminary final week for the wa state league so we could have you know two teams in the colts playing off and one team playing grand grandfather the next week and, and those players might not want to risk injury or anything like that and you know in the seniors you've got jesse motloff who's a regular for south Fremantle, who could be playing and then you know you, you look at south australia and then um south adelaide and glenelg and you know south adelaide have horn francis and matthew roberts two first round contenders and then glenelg have um Wanganine Miller who we've spoken about a lot tonight um, you know those are three that might miss out for SA as well so we could be looking at two very different sides to the uh, first matchup.
0: Mm, Clubs might prefer them to miss it and I don't know if the players would it's uh, kind of their last real chance to impress before the draft itself.
2: Well yeah it'll be interesting because it's not every day that you get a crack at a a flag really so Mm. what player is going to give up that opportunity if they have the choice
0: That's true Now, guys, if you have any questions for these fine gentlemen, you can find them on the Big Footy Draft and Trading Board. I encourage you to get on there and harass them with your questions and query their knowledge. Uh, Otherwise, you can find myself on the Sports Industry Twitter or the Footy Industry Board, and you can also get further information on the draft and things going on there from draftcentral.com.au. Otherwise, guys, thank you very much for joining me this evening.
2: No
1: worries. yeah, it it was, I won't say it was a good episode, but it was an episode.
2: <laughs> it's only ever an episode when you're on anyway. We don't set the expectations oh. too high. Let's see oh. how it
0: is. Oh. All right. And, and thanks very oh, much, everyone it, else. Buddy.